0: and welcome to Kidpreneurs in Action. I'm Auntie Nicole. Thanks so much for joining us this evening. Auntie Avril and I are so excited to speak with this week's Kidpreneur in Action. His name is Moan Bonick. He is 12 years old and lives in Kingston, Jamaica. He's an artist, designer, inventor and a budding engineer. I can't wait to hear about his Kidpreneurship journey. But first guys, Let's tell
1: you a little bit about ourselves and how our podcast got started. Hi guys, I'm Auntie Avril and I'm the mom of Ariane Scarlett, a seven-year-old kidpreneur and author. Ariane has written a book called God Made You Special and we self-published this book last year. Ariane has an Instagram page, it's Arieland. She has a YouTube channel and she also has her website, www.ariland.shop. Ariane has always been interested in writing from a young age. But she came up with the idea of this book out of a sad story. Her friend came to her and said, Ari, such and such said my skin is ugly and dirty. And Arianne was so hurt for her friend. When she came home that evening, she said, mom, Somebody told my friend that her skin is dirty and her skin isn't dirty, she's special. God made her awesome. It doesn't matter what we look like and who we are and where we're from, we're awesome. And that is how she came up with the idea to write her first book, God Made You Special. And so Anthony Cole and I decided to start this podcast to help other parents and kidpreneurs along their journey.
0: I'm Angie Nicole, and I'm a mother of two kidpreneurs. My son, Gray, is seven, and my daughter, Summer, is five. They both have a cookie business called Young Happy Cookies. They started their business last year, and they bake cookies to order for parties, special occasions, and special events. They are also on Instagram. Their page is at young.happycookies. After the business started, I got inspired to write a book for other parents to help their children get into business my book is called an introduction to kidpreneurship a parent's guide top 10 tips for aspiring kidpreneurs and i'm proud to say it's available on amazon.com my book is for children between the ages of 5 and 11 and it has tips that will guide parents and children on how to start in business in our podcast each week we'll feature Tips from the book, as well as our experience as mompreneurs. We'll also speak to some amazing children in business. And today we're featuring our kidpreneur in action, Moan Bonnick, a 12 year old from Kingston, Jamaica. But first, Auntie Avril is going to start with a fun game for Moan. Hi, Moan and Dad. Welcome to oh, the you. show.
1: Oh, Hello.
0: Thank you for having us.
1: Oh, my God. Auntie Avril is
0: going to start with a fun introductory game. Are you
1: ready, Moana? Yes, I am. All right. Let's go. All right, so this one is more like, it's it's more like, would you rather? You know that game, would you rather that you play with your friends? So would you rather live without music or movies? Um, music. Ah, you like movies. Would you rather play in the river or swim in the sea? Um... Playing in the river. Ah, you like river. Would you rather go to the zoo or an aquarium? The
2: zoo.
1: And would you rather pizza or chips? Pizza. All right. <laughs> I think I get
2: a but little that, bit of
1: pause. My kids will go, always go for pizza. Thank <laughs> you so much, yeah. much for being here with us. We have heard so much about your interesting
0: business. Thank, Thank you I, for having me. Too. I've gone onto your web page and I have seen the really really creative things that you're doing so tell us about Moan's makerspace that's your online workshop so tell us about it
2: okay so Moan's makerspace um, occurred to me one day when I was upstairs making one of my projects and I was just thinking about hmm I wonder what I wonder if I could make a makerspace or something that I could teach kids how to make my cool projects because my aunts and uncles kept saying that it would be cool to have a YouTube channel and teach kids stuff. I'm like, you know what, might as well just do something to teach the other children who might want to do this. I may not have the opportunities to. So I went to my dad and asked him um, if I could do this. And he's like, okay, yeah, we can do this as a summer project together. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we got started on the flyer making it and then it took a long time and my dad told me that I should start coming up with projects that I should do. And also I had to make I had to make the projects and show him so then we refined them together and then it would be easy for the age group that we're targeting. And the age group we were targeting I think it was nine to twelve or nine to yeah nine to twelve. And then lots we start people started calling in about them wanting to join it, but then people started not joining it. So then I started to get a little bit sad. But then, but then a bunch of people, like five five year olds and parents from like five and six and seven year olds, were like, "Can I join your makerspace?" And like, "But oh no, sorry, because we have we're making it for twelve year olds." But their children really wanted to join it, and then we ended up stopping the workshop. So then. And then I say, you know what? So many people who are like seven, five-year-olds, we should, we, so we experimented and that was our experiment. So now we know what kind of target audience we want to target and we decide we're going to do seven to nine-year-olds for some time later this year or next summer.
1: Awesome. That's wonderful.
0: Now more in in Angie's book in my book i have a tip it's called tip seven and it's called testing the market and that is basically how most businesses start you start with a business idea you probably think that you're going to get interest from a particular target audience and then when you actually roll it out people start calling and inquiring and then you realize you know what there's another audience that's also interested so, when I heard about Moan's Makerspace, I called your mom and I told her that my two children would be interested. Summer is five and grade seven. And your mom said, you know, we're actually, it's for an older group this time. You know, next time we look for the younger kids. So, I'm very excited that the next time they yeah. do, my two children will get to experience <laughs> Moan's Makerspace. So, tell me if my kids were going to join and if Ariane, Ariane is seven, that's Auntie Avril's daughter, if she's going to join what would she what would she experience and what would she learn to make
2: so she would be learning to make different props so then one of the things that we would be teaching them how to make we're calling it the creature car so it's technically a rubber band powered car that um that is you um like make it and then you pull back like a wind-up car and you use a rubber band but the cool Mm -hmm. thing about it is we have this thing called mpc and we're not talking about the game NPC. We're talking about make, customize, and play. Yeah. So, we, so we teach them to make it, and then they will customize it, and then we'll have a fun activity that they'll do with it, like challenges and fun games with it.
0: Wow, that sounds awesome. So your dad is here with us, Michael Bonacus. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. So, Dan, we want to hear about your experience as a parent of, of a budding kidpreneur. Tell us
3: a little bit about it. Yeah, well, I have two sons. Two sons. Maureen is the youngest. And um, he has always been a child who's um, always tinkering. And so, being a creative myself, and, and both our children are, are creative um, individuals. Um, with Maureen in particular, he enjoyed making it. And from a very early age we realized it was a great way of getting him to sometimes be calm, be in a calm state, and maybe focused and you know, not so hyperactive at times, you know. High energy, you know. Yeah. And it became interesting to see him um, stick to a project for 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 length and duration. I mean, we're talking about he'll start a project at age six or five and he would stick with it for what week, two weeks, every day he's working on this thing. And sometimes they'll be different sizes and different materials and so um we also realized that he kind of sort of displayed uh, an affinity or, or a liking to a you know business you know i remember once I was, I was talking to somebody casually elsewhere and they were talking to me about my artwork and he just slides into the conversation and offers them his work <laughs> and secures secures a sale yes. <laughs> So, so then I realized that clearly he has an interest in business. Um, you, you can see in some kids are displayed from very early. So he's inventive. He's always tinkering, and he clearly wants to make and sell. He's not just making for making, but he wants to start to see how he can make some money. So, um, when he came to me with his desire to um, share his his his, his projects with for a for younger audience or his peer group, um, as as we're, we're fully behind it. So. Um, you know, we're, we're parents that encourage our, our children to explore their talents. And um, if it's business or otherwise, I'm yes. uh, not, not trying to pressure him to do it. Yes. It's really from him. So this MPC business and those acronyms, that's his. I, I didn't come up with that stuff. <laughs> I just facilitate. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm not facilitating.
0: it Dad.
3: Yeah, I look so. Most definitely. <laughs> What's tell you?
0: But that's one of the things that Auntie Abel and I, as entrepreneurs, like to say as well. We're we are we're not forcing our children in, in, into business. We're not pushing entrepreneurship on our kids. Our kids have a natural entrepreneurial spirit, and we are just trying to harness that. We're trying to encourage it. We're trying to foster it. But it's in no way forced or pressured or something that they have to do. At any point in time, if they're not interested, they can put it down. But we're encouraging them. As much as they want to learn and they want to expand and grow but mohan i just love it i love the fact that you're not only creating but as daddy said you're creating you're in, you're inventing your own methodology Your you know your own processes it's very very inspiring so dad do you feel that uh, this could be a part of um your training that he's seeing as well because you're an industrial engineer correct
3: yeah industrial designer so Clearly, the fruit has not fallen very far from the tree.
0: <laughs>
3: but I will I would humbly say that he's doing far more advanced things at his age than I ever did. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's it's quite interesting to see what he's doing, what he's exploring. You know, initially, when he was starting off as a young person, it was paleontology, it was all with dinosaurs and and all that stuff. And then he's kind of said to me, I think I know what I want to do. I want to be uh Mechanical system entry. Yeah, that's sort of leaning. So, so he he's like youtubing different machinery and different types of manufacturing processes and stuff like that. So, in my back my background, I'm a industrial designer. Yes, and that's a person that designs products. But I'm also a design educator, an international design educator. So I in the UK I worked and taught students how to make using various types of materials and, and equipment. You know, various. CAD CAM type equipment. So, we're not exposing him to this technology whilst living in Jamaica. He's doing this on his own. I'm like, whoa! How, how is that possible? Like, he's looking at these things, and I've never had the opportunity to expose him to, to some of these machineries. But so, so, it's quite interesting to see that happening. And clearly, it's a strong, you know, he has a strong pull towards that sort of mm-hmm. um, area. And um, yeah, it's so much. Sort of encouraging it because I have the tools. I have the know-how. Maybe not necessarily equipment that i have access to. And hopefully the plan is to maybe invest in equipment that he can use and maybe other children can be exposed to. Um, yeah. And that can increase the, the whole experience.
2: Yes. And also, um, sometime, I have an idea sometimes. Like I had this idea one, one day that, about the thing. I was thinking about um, this company called KiwiCo. Like they make these cool little like crates and stuff. That these small crates and it has instruction manual and it shows kids how to make stuff and i'm like what if i did that what if i have like crates that i put in stores if children can't necessarily have internet in certain places they can just go to their local place and just pick up one of my crates and make it
0: i love that i love that Yeah,
2: one, that's
0: wonderful. So tell us about. Daddy's mentioned that you would like to be a mechanical
2: systems engineer. What is that? Tell us about that. Okay, so mechanical systems engineer is an is a regular engineer. They do a little bit of electronics, a little bit of mechanics, and a little bit of machinery. So I want, but the, and the reason I came up with that is because this is YouTuber I watch all the time. His name is the Hacksmith. And I, one day I was like, I really want to do some stuff like the Hacksmith. I wonder what kind of engineer he is. And then I researched it and he made a video about it. And he uh, made um, a video about telling that he's a mechanical systems engineer. And he makes all these wild and cool projects. Like he made an Iron Man gauntlet. He made swords and flame flowers and all these cool things. I was like, I want to make those. So then one day I was like, Okay, since he's making all these cool things, let me try and make something like that. And I made uh, something called the Taser Fist. And you can see it in my poster, it's on my top arm. It's, so it's like a mosquito zapper, a little bit dangerous. It's like a mosquito zapper. <laughs> and then it, it goes on your hand, and then you can charge it and stuff. And when you touch something metal, it will zap and you go. That's, wow. That's
1: amazing. <laughs> I mean, Anthony Nicole, as I listen to him explain and just go into it, he just lights up while explaining, you know, so, you know, that's, that's something he's drawn to That's talent. That's innate, that that's literally in him. And so I'm excited,
3: excited.
1: yeah, yeah. He's, he gets excited about it, but have you had any challenges? Like what's the journey like for you, Moan? What's the journey like for you?
3: So
2: mainly the challenges that I had, it was materials there wasn't always access to materials. Like sometimes, some days, I'd be like, Daddy, can I go and get some tape? And he's like, sorry, you can't get tape right now. I have to go to the grocery store. <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, oh, no. So I have to come up with other ideas. And then that's when I was exposed to um, um, cardboard latches. So it's like, uh, you know when you get some packages, and you have it, you know, when you have a shoebox, yeah, and on the inside of the shoebox, you, you unfold it, and these little hooks that go into a hole, and then you fold yeah. it, yeah, and yes. then it goes back out. I was like, I researched that, and i was like, whoa, you could do that, and I didn't even need any cardboard, so I started making projects like that, um, using those when I didn't have materials. And then when guys like, okay, you can go and get some tape, I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> and then
1: you would get some tape. He, he <laughs> created something. He created something because he didn't get the material he needed. Do You see, yeah. so his mind works. That's amazing. That's just amazing.
3: There's another thing about living. And cardboard, for example, is one of his primary materials. But cardboard is we it, bring home products in packaging, and we have it in abundance. And and when we're living in the UK, yes, they have their toys and we buy them toys and all. but I but I'm a stickler for um, encouraging children to to use everyday objects, just as materials, and make. You know, it, sometimes a toy can sort of um, take away from experience of, of being a bit inventive. So he's always been exposed to that, and sometimes that in itself is a challenge that forces him to be a lot more creative. But in this environment, for example, cardboard material is readily available. It, 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 it's just everywhere. And so I'd say this one of be primary uh, yeah, materials. Yeah, it's my
2: primary material. I for use example, it in every project. Very universal. Yeah. Very yeah. universal. Oh, I agree with you. So, on before we
0: go, we want to ask one more question from my side. What are your plans for the future of your online workshops?
2: Okay. So the plans that I'm having is, as I mentioned earlier, some some crates that I can put in store. I, I, hopefully, I try and do that. And right. two, um... Thanks to you guys, I'm getting a little bit more exposure to other people so then they can know more about the stuff that I do. And then also, um, I'm hoping to make like a website where I can also sell the crates online as well as in stores. And then uh-huh. I also can want to continue making my makerspaces, like every summer you can come to my makerspace and stuff.
0: And then- uh, What about social media? You're gonna get our social, I know you have a website um at this our page at this point do you think you could probably set up an instagram page you have to ask my dad yeah that. of
3: course of course i mean it's 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 happening quickly so we have to get all those things in place you know um most definitely so he'll have um a presence on instagram and, and everything is done you know a board for him but, uh, and maybe a youtube
2: channel
3: yeah but the website will come i think as 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 we see how it grows it'll probably jump from my website and it'll come its own thing so the, the it phases, most definitely.
0: Wonderful. So, Mullen, can you share with us the, your um, How do we find information for you online? What's the what's the web page?
2: M Studios
3: dot com. Studio yeah, Studio
2: yeah. dot com, and then you can go down and you can scroll down and you'll see Mullen's makerspace. There's a little link and you can click on it, and you'll find more information about the things that I do. And we'll be posting like pictures of my latest projects on there and some um, clips from this, um, from this podcast.
3: And, 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 and um, the date, speech and dates for, yeah. for workshops that, we'll, yeah. that we'll, 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 we'll organize.
0: Absolutely. So it's www.mideationstudio.com forward slash moans hyphen makerspace. Continue working on your business.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm I'm really really amazed, and I am inspired. I'm really really inspired. Keep 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 dreaming. Keep being great. Thank you. Thanks Bye. so much. All the best. Wow, Anthony Cole, what an amazing interview that was with Moan. You know, and as I listened to his dad, you know, I thought about the challenges I had with Ariane and as parents, you know, we're not going to know everything. Some of the things we're going to have to outsource. You know, what are your views on that? What are your views on that?
0: As parents, we can do everything. And we don't know everything. Yeah. And
1: there are certain
0: aspects of the business where you're just going to have to outsource. Yes. You're going to, you cannot, you probably don't have the time to do it. The social media in particular is very time-consuming. And as you mentioned, for some parents, they don't want the children to be a part of that. They don't want the children overexposed. So you can hire experts to assist. Yeah. And manage that part of it for you so yes I, I completely agree and um that's in the book as well that's that's under our promotions tip which yeah. is tip six and um tip seven we have testing the brand which we had spoken about because a lot of the time you can come up with an idea and you think that one particular target market i going to go for it and then by the time you launch you realize there's another audience that's more interested in the products so as mohan said in his in his case it's for the younger audience and i'm really happy about that because my kids i, I immediately as i saw the fire go up on his mom's social media page on facebook in her facebook page i i inquired for my two kids mm-hmm. because i said this summer camp program for, for them it was i think six six classes online during the summer i thought they would absolutely love it but it wasn't for their age group but I'm happy to hear now that he's realized that the younger kids, the five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, are very much inspired in making stuff. They want to experiment, they want to learn, they're extremely creative. Yeah. But that he's looking at that audience as he expands his workshop, his online workshop business. Mm-hmm.
1: So again,
0: mm-hmm. another inspiring kidpreneur in action, another inspiring kidpreneurship journey. I just love what we're doing with our podcast. I really think that we're we're Empowering children in business, and we're, you know, getting the information out there to the parents. And I'm just happy that you're here doing it with me, Auntie Avril. I really appreciate all the time that we are together and do this together. I have so much fun, and I learn so much in I, this space.
1: I do too, and it's 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 been an interesting interview. And I'm 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 leaving here inspired today. I'm really really inspired, and I'm sure. Thanks so much for joining us on Kidpreneurs in Action. We hope Moen's story was inspiring for you and your kidpreneur. Next week, we will feature Giselle Williams, a 12-year-old living in Dubai, and speak to her about kidpreneurship and the journey. Until then, keep dreaming.